because a part of my job I truly love is that personal, like just keep pushing forward and keep putting your heart on the line and keep making it new and interesting for yourselves, for your team and of course for your customers. This is the Deep in the Weeds podcast. I'm Anthony Huckstep. Over the summer, we're going to catch up with previous guests and share yarns from their lives in food. As she puts the finishing touches on the program for Tasting Australia in 2022 as co-festival director, Karina Armstrong joins us to share some summer yarns. Karina, how are you? I'm great. How are you, Huck? I'm good. Thanks so much for having me on again. Uh, it's it's a it's a pleasure to catch up with you. It's been a pretty wild ride for a couple of years. What, what's the year been like for you? Um, this year has definitely been up and down um, in terms of you know borders and uh, closing and opening and cases, but definitely nothing in comparison to our friends in the eastern states, who my heart really went out to. Um, but you know we're still here and we're still cooking food and you know life life's good. Well, uh, summer is a is a great time in Australia and we do a lot of lot of eating and a lot of drinking and celebrating. Um, what, what sort of what do you think about when it comes to food in summer? Oh, I just I love summer because you know the, that first tomato you grow, and um, we grow so many different varieties in the garden um, for Salopian, and that first one it's always like an ox heart or a black Russian tomato that you bite into and it's warm and it's you know it's just amazing it's full of flavour and you wait that twelve months so summer for me is always about the produce first and what we're growing and the smells like even the smell it's going to sound bizarre but the smell of tomato leaves I just I love that is summer to me and that means that you know we're eating in season and you know fresh basil and it's an old adage but what grows together goes together and it's just so true um, and we've also started growing some things over summertime because water in South Australia is a real problem like you know we're a dry state and um, I started looking around the world of food and into other countries that have no water and what they grow. So we started growing some okra and a few other crazy bits. Yeah, and the, and tomatillos, obviously in Mexico. So this year we've got like cinnamon tomatillos and, you know, so we've really looked at where we are and the environment we're in and water and trying to be respectful and, and finding a new way forward with food that is not so water heavy. And that's been really good fun because, of course, you start, you know, growing okra, so you need okra recipes, and that's been a whole journey that's just been magical because I think it's an, it's a very polarising vegetable, but, you know, I think it's great. So you really go on this journey with it when you start thinking about produce first, recipe second. Has it changed your cooking style, this approach to growing uh, new varieties of vegetables? Oh, hugely. Um, I have so much more respect for um, when we still buy from other producers in the area as well. And, you know, when they bring in something that's really pristine, I'm like, oh, how did you do that? <laughs> and then going forward to cooking, I know that if if um, Maddie, our gardener's brought it in for me, I know how hard she's worked to get those tomatillos perfect and on the vine and, you know, nature aligned for us as well. And you just have so much more respect 
and you'll look at, say, you'll peel your um, tomatoes to make a sauce, but then you're really thinking about what you're going to do with that peel. Like, I don't want to throw it in the bin. Like, we grew that, so we ferment it and we make, you know, a white tomato stock or we make, like, it's, it makes, it's made me a very thoughtful cook and probably a lot more contemplative than I've ever been, but maybe that's age. (laughs) But then I look at the chefs that come into my kitchen um, and I've got an awesome team of chefs and now, you know, I've got 19-year-olds that are naturally doing that and I'm really excited for the future of cooking that we've got 19-year-olds that are going, what can I do with the, you know, trim from this or can I ferment it, can I try? And it's like, of course you can, like, just have a go and if it goes wrong, it goes wrong, but occasionally that crazy thinking you get something really special so it has changed my level of respect for ingredients hugely and producers how hard they work to give us food well south australia has the most extraordinary produce an incredible coastline as well with some of the best seafood on the planet do you have any stories from uh, with family holidays and food from when you were young oh look from when i was young but even this year um i have three sons who are you know in teenage years now and we went um, with my husband and I we went to Kangaroo Island for 11 days in the middle of winter and at Kangaroo Island for people to know it's windy it's cold like it's it's really raw natural beauty it's a stunning part of South Australia um, but we hired canoes and there are beautiful oyster beds there and you know ended up kayaking sorry kayaking all over them with the kids and you know, the kids were jumping out in this freezing cold water and seeing oysters and seeing them in just, it's just so pristine. It blows your mind. Like the water's so cold and crisp. And then, of course, we ate the oysters as well. And you can taste that purity and that absolute clean environment that we have here in South Australia. And it's it's extraordinary. We also did some fishing caught Australian salmon, which, you know, is, is not sort of a fish you know everyone talks about a snapper and um you know all our sort of king george whiting our more known species but this australian salmon's really abundant and we ended up smoking it and then flaking it and putting it through a salad and it was extraordinary it was great you've uh, you've been obviously very busy with the sloping in but also as co-festival director for tasting australia what's it been like uh in that role and um immersing yourself in that world um, so that was, you know, only um, was offered the role in September this year. So it's been quite a whirlwind change. And when the um, when the offer was made to me, I actually thought they were coming to ask me for, you know, a new recipe for Tasting Australia or something. I had no idea that it was <laughs> coming my way, like zero. And um, it's been amazing. It's been challenging. Um, but to see the start of a festival come together um, is a really incredible process. And I won't, you know, I've been incredibly overwhelmed in moments. I've never put a festival together. But I just keep bringing it back to, you know, I know hospitality and I know about thinking about details and I know about a customer's experience in a restaurant. And Tasting Australia is just a massive restaurant with lots of services in lots of places with awesome produce. And when I think about it like that, it's exciting and it's um, create like in terms of creativity, it's just mind-blowing, like bringing people together that have never cooked together and just knowing that the magic will happen between them. And that's what I get really excited about, just 
you know, when we open and these dinners start, it will be incredible. Well, recently you got to cook with uh, co-festival directors. Um, what was that like, teaming up and um, cooking a feast? Um, that was really good. So um, Darren and I had never cooked together um, and it's such a it's such an unspoken language between chefs and I think, you know, you can do all the Zoom meetings and you do all the talking about things but when you actually just – slide into that moment of cooking together and all the organising's done and all the prep's done and you're just cooking with each other. It's just such a nice experience. It's so joyful. Um, Emma McCaskill and I have cooked together lots of times and, uh, you know, really, really enjoy cooking with each other because we actually don't get too structured about what we're going to do. We just have lots of great ingredients and a fairly vague menu and then it just <laughs> – but I think you can be like that sometimes because it just gives breadth and depth to what you can do in the moment and what you do collectively because cooking as a group of people, like you – I want to see what Darren thinks of my dish and maybe he has something he can add to it because then it is a collaboration and it's not just about me and my ego and my dish. It's about these three chefs cooking together and we just all – did that and it was an amazing night and then of course Nick Stock pulled together all the beverage and you know it was a really really good night it was um, a joy to cook and that's what I'm always brought back to those moments of just pure cooking when I get lost in the moment and it's just it's magic. Can you give us an idea of what that collaboration brought to the table what what, what were some of the things that you cooked? Uh, well, we got Marin from Coffin Bay, again, pristine, beautiful South Australian seafood. And long story short, but Tasting Australia now owns Lennox um, Hastings' old barbecue. It's his first barbecue that was from Fyodor. So it was like we had a bit of Lennox there. And then, you know, we got these amazing live Marin in and we cleaned them all down. Darren bought this great EXO, but I had all these gorgeous garnishes from that we'd picked for him from the garden. I went swimming and got him some seaweed. And then Emma put all these spices into this dish. So it ended up being, it was Darren's dish, but we'd all worked into it. And of course, you know, the people just absolutely loved it because it was, you know, alive one minute and cooked on Lennox's barbecue the next and demolished in seconds. And that always makes me laugh. Like you prep so hard and then bang, it's gone. And there's just joy. Like people just enjoyed it. So it was really good. And a lot of us, uh, the three of us, pardon me, all bought something in that we'd preserved or made or like something that was a bit special. And it's, yeah, it was very good. You've had a real mixed year of um, some challenges, but some amazing successes as well. What, what are you looking forward to in 2022? Mm, definitely um, more cooking, of course, but um, seeing the unravelling and the the joy and the creativity of Tasting Australia and that night when we open, I think will be a really special moment. Um, in terms of Salopian, just to keep training and engaging with local cooks and local producers and just ever-growing. Like Salopian for me will never stand still. The part of my job I truly love is that personal, like just keep pushing forward and keep putting your heart on the line and keep making it 
new and interesting for yourselves, for your team, and of course, for your customers. So, yeah, I think we're in for a pretty exciting year. We're actually renovating Salopian as well, so beautiful new tables being made by local craftsmen. And, yeah, so it's been nine years, so it's ready for a facelift. Um, and, you know, a change in dining. Like I've bought round tables, which any accountant will tell you don't. You can't move them. You can't put them together. But I love the conversation that you get. So we're just thinking more about experience and just how we want people to enjoy that moment. But, yeah, I think it's going to be a really good year. You might even get to go on an aeroplane and stamp a passport. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> well, Karina, you're an inspiration and always a pleasure to catch up with. We've loved having you uh, on Deep in the Weeds today. Um, have a wonderful festival, festive season and good luck for 2022. Oh, thank you so much. This is the Deep in the Weeds podcast. I'm Anthony Huckstep. Stay tuned as we take a deep dive into the lives of the incredible people who ply their trade in the food and hospitality sector. Special thanks to executive producer Rob Locke for making this all happen. Follow us on Instagram at Deep in the Weeds podcast or email us at podcast at deepintheweeds.com.au. Stay safe and be well.